Uh, so, real quick, go around the table and say your names, your characters. That. Those two. Yes. Hi, I'm Rose, and I am playing Euterpe, who is the High Elf Bard. I am Kelsey, I'm playing Vantus, who is our Tiefling Druid. I'm Jane, I'm playing Theo, our Human Investigator, which is a Rogue Alchemist mix. I'm Alex, I'm playing Aaron, who is a Triton Fighter. So, you may recall, last time you fought, you just finished fighting some undead stuff in a cave. Uh, off the coast of Benvalor, the main port city in the country of Vrymor, which is a human country and sort of a wastelandy area, but it's really good for trade. And so you just finished doing that, you'd met a weird Kenku child there who was only solid one and really in the prime material plane one night a year, which happened to be this night, so you went to a solstice party, some of you had sex with the lizard folk, some of you climbed a uh, roof and said sadly goodbye to one of your party members and this child as they go off to explore things together. Uh, and one of you disappeared for a while. <laughs> so Aaron, it's the solstice party and, you know, you're having a good time, your party's all sort of like observing this kid, Nut, who's running around and doing all these things and she looks really happy, but you wanna go get a drink, kind of, so you're like walking away, you're not, you're gonna come back. You just want like a beer or something. Yeah. So you're walking uh, to a place where you can, to, there's sort of a stand, you're in sort of a garden-like place with a pond where lizard folk have been playing a wind, series of wind instruments for a long time. And you are sort of in a, you're weaving around some people when someone bumps into you. It's a cloaked figure with two black horns that sort of curve back and up. Um, and as she bumps into you, you sort of glance down, she's shorter than you, and she looks up and she says, hi, and it's Malady, who is a is. tiefling individual that you met when she and her friends, you accused her and her friends of stealing a pair of boots of haste. So she looks you straight in the face and says, you really want to beat me up, don't you? Roll me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> that's going to go so well. Oh, well. Um, that's uh, an 18. Wow. That is exactly what you had to roll. As you feel oh, something wow. attempt. So this is going to get interesting now. We're going to veer off the path and onto a different path. Um, I'm so proud of you. Exactly what you needed to roll. That was your spell save DC. That's a, that's a solid DC. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> My modifier is zero. I rolled a nat 18. I, I know. I checked. I set it at a certain level very specifically. <laughs> We're so proud of I you. I wanted you to have a chance of making it. But not a big one. But not a big one. because This now, is Scanlan's dice, by the way. Now I have no plans. So there is a... And when you're at this distance with her, you do actually see, you know, as much as she carries herself with this huge amount of swagger and bravado and charisma, just this very powerful force of charisma, this is definitely a kid. You know, it's a teenager. And she sees this spell, she's cast something, and you can barely see her hands hidden under her cloak. So you get the sense that if this hadn't gone well for you, if you hadn't been able to shake off this feeling of her attempting, you see her eyes also glow sort of greener. They're this pure green, as tieflings have no irises or pupils. They glow greener for a moment as she casts, and she looks and sees that it hasn't taken. And she sort of sighs and takes a step back and says, well, that's no fun. If you wanted to fight me, you could challenge me to a fight and we could have a fair duel, but I'm not going to beat you up in the middle of the street. 
that way was so much more convenient. Unfortunately, I'm not here for your convenience. Nothing I could do to convince you to beat me up in the street. Sorry, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> sure about that? You can be as annoying as you want. I've already reached the point, like peak of my frustration with you oh, guys. I'm having a good I have night. To swap the mode here because this is definitely not. We've not had good audio for the past little bit because that's been on the wrong mode. It's fine now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna let you ruin my night. So, what if? New offer, not spells, but just talking. Still gonna pass. I really, I just, I just wanted to go get a drink. I really, this is not how I want to spend my night. Can't you just like go off and hang out with your friends? Is this, is this necessary? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> kinda necessary. So, look, we could do this one of two ways here. I could. We could get into a fight where I cast the spell again and we see if how well you do this time. Or, second option, you I could try and talk you into it. You wanna talk me into fighting you. Is that I wanna look, you clearly have no problem hurting teenagers, so I just wanna talk you into that a little bit. I tripped your friend. It's not my fault that he... I, my, my intention wasn't for him to go injure himself. I thought he, he would stumble a little bit and then get back on his feet because he's clearly so nimble. You clearly have no problem hurting teenagers. So... I'll give you the option. You've impressed me. You've passed the first test. That's what they do in stories, right? They test you. Listen, you're young, so I understand that you might not totally get this, but there's a difference between tripping someone and entering a battle, and I don't hold back in fights, and I'm not gonna kill a kid, so I'm not gonna fight you. I didn't say... Well, what I mean by we could have a fight is we could see how... We could see who beats who in terms of getting to move first, or alternatively, I could try and talk you into just taking a little bit of a thing and then we'll some I can we can work something out I really am impressed I really didn't think you'd be able to do that um can I roll a perception check to see just like who's around yeah sure that's not great um that's uh four it looks like it's just you and her and it looks like people sort of aren't they're not paying a lot of attention. A lot of people around you are drunk or dancing or partying or, you know, singing songs to the moon or various other things. It's, you've kind of hit this corner where it doesn't look like anyone's looking at you as far as you know. You're really not gonna let me just enjoy my night, are you? Well, I figure I've gotta try something. <sighs> Fine, but... How about this? I can show you where more fun is happening. You want to fight someone? I can get you a legal-ish fight. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't technically have anything better to do tonight. Great. Back alley this way. Two alleys over. I'll just follow me. Yeah. Um, and she does sort of lead you off. And she does lead you down a series of back alleys. Doesn't look like anyone's going to jump you or anything. Like, the weird thing is that you see people sort of thugs leaning against walls, stuff like that. And when they see the two of you, they do sort of actually step back and let you pass. You can roll insight to see why are there so many horns? 
<laughs> That's not great insight. That's an eight insight. Okay. You have no idea if they are getting out of the way for you, the big hulking triton with a great sword, or for the teenage tiefling wearing purple, gold, and green armor. Uh, I'm not drunk enough for this. (laughs) Oh, I can get you something to drink. Uh, No offense, but I don't know know if I trust anything that you'd give me to drink. You did just try to cast a spell on me. I wouldn't give it to you. We're going to a bar-ish. Yeah, okay. (laughs) If I'm gonna, if if we're doing this tonight, I need need so many more drinks. Um, And after about three of the, you know, like, switching alleys about three times, you do come to a place where it looks like there's this, it looks like a stone fence in a way, you know, like a, sort of like a wall, but a little too short to be a full wall. However, when she, um, she knocks a certain way on it and it swings open in a way that it looks like it shouldn't, and it's clearly some kind of illusion, and she steps through and leads you into what appears to be it looks like a, a square that's been commandeered for the evening and sort of hidden from the eye of many people, fenced off with these illusionary uh, stone fences. There's a sort of ring set up at the center where it does look like two people are sort of going at it. It's bloody, by the way. This is not like a clean fight. This is definitely legal-ish. There is, however, also a bartender area set up and she does walk up, ask for for herself, she asks for a sort of light, summery ale. And then for you, she asks for the Run Gut Special. Interesting. And when the bartender hands them over, she does not pay. And he does not seem to expect money from her as she takes her sort of, looks like like a very light, pretty non-alcoholic, probably by your guess, sort of ale, um, pale ale sort of thing. And then she hands you <laughs> a, um, it's a tall, thin glass with this swirling almost like squid ink in it that as refracts the light in different ways so at certain angles it looks purple or blue or black or green you and it it swirls in this sort of blue liquid does it look familiar uh roll me a quick history check i mean liquid i have not have Drank any you alcohol? Roll me a d20. You may not have drunk this. Okay. That one. <laughs> uh, this does not look familiar. This does not look familiar at all. And you have no idea where it would be from. Like, you you just, you've never, you can't by sight identify it. Okay. Run gut special, you said? Yeah. Alright. Bottoms up. Okay. Do you down the whole thing? Yeah. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Uh, 19. Yeah, it's pretty alcoholic. You're going to be feeling this pretty soon. You're not, this is not your first drink of the night. You've had some beer before. It doesn't, it tastes almost, it's not exactly a liquid in the way that you expect. It's a little more, there's a little bit of like tension and substance to it. It's a little, it's a little, it's not quite like molasses, but it's a little similar and it sort of curls down your throat and burns as it does. But it's really good. It's really pleasant. You actually really like it. Um, and the, the blue liquid that follows after does sort of cool it. Um, and she leads you over to, there's some haphazard tables that have been set up and sitting at one, looking like they've absolutely totally been there the whole time and did not definitely just arrive, uh, are her three friends. There is a high femme half-orc 
who is currently plucking a loot with her legs up on the table. There is a half wood elf who is currently attempting to make his animal companion dog do tricks, flicking him little bits of meat. And then there is Jasper, who you've also know the names of the other two, but Jasper is probably the one who stands out in your mind. Jasper is the half drow half elf that you um, tripped earlier. That was what she was referencing and you were referencing. Uh, who's dressed, you know, in darker leathers, also has his feet up on the table and is currently, like, just tossing a knife back and forth between his hands. You know, just kind of, like, trying to see how many flips he can make it do. It looks like he's cut himself a few times. (laughs) Funny seeing you all here. The half-wood elf does sort of stand up and, you know, like, look at you and say, Oh, hi! Hey! That was really impressive. Wait, no, sorry, we went, we, what? Dog, dude, hey, this is my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, Malady does sort of like, just sort of sigh and uh, hand off, actually takes a sip of the drink, but hands it off to the other, to the half-orc, um, who does sort of thank her and put the loot down. And they all sort of sit with you. And so uh, Malady does sort of see to wait if you'll start talking. They do sort of look at you for a moment. So is there a particular reason you wanted to talk to me? So I, I'm, I admit I'm kind of confused by what your plan is here, because first you wanted me to attack you, and now you don't want me to attack you, and you take me to a place so I can fight other people, and you get me a drink, and like, what is, what is the plan here? What is, what do you well, want me to say? Well, to be candid about the whole thing, and, um, well, deny every part of it, and say that you brought me here. If, and several witnesses will corroborate. We really just want to get those boots and get out of town and, you know, with the various things you've already done, as well as a little incident up in the hills earlier today, it would just be so convenient (laughs) if you had just beaten me up publicly where people could see and then we could, you know, play the sympathy card and clearly you were biased and therefore all of your uh, testimony wouldn't quite work and then we could just get the boots and get out of town. That's all we want just to get the boots and get out of town. And you want to punch me in the face, right? I can see it on you right now. You want to punch me in the face. So good options for everyone. <laughs> well, hey, if, if your goal is the sympathy thing, me punching you in the face at this point, I don't think that totally accomplishes what you're looking for. If we go back um, out to a street and you do it publicly. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to... If you're go- if you want to make me angry enough that I punch you in the face without no. thinking, I'm not going to follow you out and then punch no, you no, in the no, face no, no, where it works no, best for you. We've chosen the cooperation here. You and I are cooperating now. That's what's happening. I thought that was clear. I followed you here because you said I could fight someone else. I'm still not going to punch you in the face. I Listen, I... I can't give you the boots. I don't have the boots, and I'm not. I don't want you guys to get those boots. Um, they what belong to our want? employer. What? Do, your employer won't miss them. He's got plenty of other items, more powerful ones that we didn't take. These are decently mid-high tier, but low-high tier in terms of the way that they work. And he's not going to be financially hurt by this. Don't worry. We choose the target carefully. He won't pursue it much further. Is Melody just trying to destroy capitalism here? (laughs) Besides, we need them. What do you need them for, if you need them so badly? We've got To steal from other people? No. 
So offended. <laughs> Jess, are you bad at your jobs? Like, are you bad at stealing? Do you need this item to do better at what you do? Are you? Do you bad? think this item really helps with stealing? This item helps with fighting. We need to get into some dungeons to get some other items in order to rank up a little bit in the world in order to have any sort of power in order to do anything, in order to be considered. I mean, as much as it pains me to say it, you guys seem decent at what you do. Like, you did get the boots in the first place. So, like, how... Do you really need them? Can't you just train harder? Like, I don't understand, like... Oh, no, you're hard right, work you're right, not- you're right. We'll train harder. We'll go out there and take a couple years and, oh, you know, if we get a little impatient because we're not really the most, you know, patient people in the world and we go in a little too soon and Jazz here, or one of us, the rest of us, dies, you can just live with that. Hey, if you guys die, that is not, that is in no way, shape, or form my fault. If you guys go do something stupid and kill yourselves, that's not my fault. If you could have helped us by not really hurting someone else and kept one of us alive, I do think it's kind of your fault. (laughs) Make sure no one's looking and then punch her in the face. (laughs) To be fair, (laughs) that's a really good reason to believe that that Aaron would punch her in the face. As someone who was an impatient teenager who wanted to go fight things that could have gotten myself killed, if I had run in and done that when my superior officers could have prevented me from doing that and I'd gotten myself killed, it would not have been their fault. It would have been my fault for running in and being stupid. Are you calling yourself my superior officer? Because I have a few issues with that. I'm not calling myself your superior officer. I'm saying that people who were directly responsible for my safety, if they had failed at that... Like, if they had failed to prevent me from running in and being stupid, that would have been on me because I ran and did something stupid and I should have known better. I'm not in any way responsible for you kids. This is... Your your well-being it should not be on me. We don't... You don't, I don't like you guys. You don't like me. There's no connection. I like you. I wish you knew where to aim your punches, but... I do like you. And what is this kid even? I do like... Like, what? Can't, can't I just, like, give you a lesson? Like, a fighting lesson? Do I have... Like, what, what is... Can't, like... You were... What were you before this? When you were a super, kid with superior officers? I was a city guardsman. Great. And what do you think we are? Thieves? Why do you think we're all together as a party why do you think we stole the boots why do you think we did all these other things why do you think we need to go fight big things pretty soon why do you do you think about that at all do you think there's a legal path for us look real close i mean i haven't you want the sob story we can go around one by one i don't need a sob story i just it's i have not I've only been on the surface world for like two years. Like I've the all of the social, you know, hierarchies and adjust. Like I I don't in Runga we don't know anything. Like that just the surface or things don't we don't talk. I don't I didn't, I didn't learn about any of this until like not even for the full two years. Like recently ish. I don't. You can't. I'm. It's. It's not like you're talking to a human who, you then know, knows all Then let me explain. This. We'll go one by one. Carneos, you want to start? 
Uh, and the half wood elf does sort of like bring his dog to heel and like he, he doesn't sit at the table he just sort of leans forward his arms forward and he's like oh yeah um so i'm from virassi which is like the wood elf northern nation there's like a really southern and then there's a northern one yeah so i'm from the northern one and they've got all these rules about how you're supposed to live your life how you have to live your life in order to live long enough and they actually really prize half elves because half elves lives are shorter so it doesn't matter if they die in war or other shit. An elf not living to their full lifespan? Terrible, awful, m tragedy to be mourned. A half-elf? Well, they only had about 200 years max anyway. So, I had a lot of rules about how I was supposed to live so that I could be the best thing that they needed me to be, and that was no fun. So, I'm here trying to get a little freedom of choice. Dee's real good at any points to um, Malady, and she, uh, and she sort of gives a hand. Dee's real good at that. She's real good at, well, I actually did kind of, because I know it's, we weren't supposed to be, I've already revealed it, so like where we did see, I did, I don't really like the mind control shit that she does exactly. We've talked about it, but it's sort of an only effective tactic and it's useful on some people, but I'm sorry that she did it on, it's not really my thing. Anyway, <laughs> but like, if not for Dee, I'd be back in Virassi training to be Training to have superior officers who told me what to eat all the time. All the time. To maximize my lifespan. Really fucking weird, honestly. Um, and then Dee says, Evangeline? And the half-work does sort of take her uh, legs off the table and sit up straighter. And she says, oh, I'm also from Barentes. Um, and my mother is the most beautiful woman in Barentes. What do you think it was like? Being a half-orc, she hated me. My family hated me. They had to acknowledge me. They, it was like kind of a princess locked in a tower sort of situation, kind of. Um, so that. And yeah, Dee offered me a way out. There's a story that gets told and it's real nice that you get to be the hero in it, but I don't, ever. I don't, I don't get to be. People get to look at you and see a hero. No. People don't look at me and see a hero. So, I'm gonna make them see People something else. People look at else. me and see an oddity. People look at me and see a trophy, but not usually a hero. If people didn't look at you and see a hero, your employer wouldn't have hired you. To be fair, the, my employer didn't hire me. He hired the group for a, sp a specific reason. But I get your point. And Jasper. And Jasper doesn't sit up, keeps playing the toss the knife game, and is like, no, I mean, my childhood was fine. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I just like stealing things, guys. Gotta have one in every party. I explicitly like stealing things. And, like, Dee can accomplish her own goals and helping Eva and um, Corneos with their whole stuff. But, like, no, my dad was great. We don't, like, talk about what happened before we left the Underdark. I've no There's, like, seven years of my life that are just, like, gone. But, like... No, it was, it was pretty chill. Tossing the knife back and forth. Listen, I, f I feel for you kids. I mean, I, I get... What happened to you all is awful. And I understand the impulse, I suppose, to try to... I mean, I definitely understand the urge to prove yourselves. I suppose I understand the revenge -y aspect as well. Everyone on the planet has a sob story. 
Or, I mean, okay, that's not that's not true. You're not right. everyone has, a, but everyone, like, everyone on the planet has a story and a background and a reason why they should follow the rules. We have reasons why we shouldn't. We have reasons why we want to do certain things. And now, you know what? And I could tell you my sob story about being the youngest kid and the you know the outcast, unwanted runt of the litter who had to run away from home to join the guard and you know sending money back to my family who didn't acknowledge me and waiting years for the person that I cared about to look my way. But I don't, I'm, that's, that's backstory. That's not justification for my actions. You know, I. It's not justification. It's, it's backstory shapes choices. The choices that we are making is we don't want to be kicked around. So we do what we have to. And yeah, there aren't a lot of legal venues through to that. But I can see you're not convinced, and honestly, I thought you were more of a sap than that. So, guess this is on me for not reading you right. Anyway, I can get you a fight. I think I we're just done think, here. I think if you, I think you're right. Your backstory shapes the choices you make, and you can always make better choices. And I think if you guys want to be seen as heroes, we don't. Then- we want to be villains. <laughs> we want to be people who people don't mess with. We want to be people who people don't touch. We want to be people who people don't even think about messing with. We want to be people who are protected and strong by that virtue of that reputation. I don't want to be a hero. Fuck that. I want to be so big and so powerful and so well known that I can waltz into Mr. Gareth Kesby's place. And even though he knows I've stolen from him, he greets me like a noble, like someone of value and offers to sell me something. Because he knows if he snubs me, that's it. I don't want to be a hero. Options never really been open to me, and fuck that anyway. They want to see me as a villain? Fine. They'll regret it. (laughs) Okay, then. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say to that, so... So you want to fight? I'll get you a fight. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, so she does get up, and you do notice, now that you're watching it, now that you've... This is, by the way, this may be a 15-year-old kid is kind of the vibe that you're getting, like 15, 16, 14, somewhere in that mid-teens rage, range as she like got up close to you. But as she gets up, grown people step out of her way. She's got a force here, and you realize that now those people in the alleyways, they weren't getting out of the way for you. They were getting out of the way for her. The bartender didn't charge her for drinks. People here know who she is, and it looks like she's well on her way to that reputation that she wants. And you appear to be a piece of it now. As she gets up and uh, calls over a a half-elf fighter, half-high-elf, who looks ready to square up against you. So uh, someone who wields a great axe. All right. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, so we're not going to play this out because that already went longer than I thought it would, so we're going to roll, just roll, we're doing contested, just straight d20 roll. Straight d20? I don't even get to add, like, strength or anything? Nope, this is pure chance. (laughs) I don't like that. Nat 20! Nat (laughs) 1! Um, so you're, you're not happy about any of this situation. I think you're maybe a little freaked out by Malady. Yeah, a little bit. 
Um, so you take all of that confusion and that anger. I also am, like, feeling bad for all these kids. Like, the, the talk, like, I am a sap. Like, <laughs> like I, I am feeling bad for all of them. And, like, frustrated at the world. So, um, so she, you know, you, you take all of that, like, complicated emotion that you don't want to feel and you just funnel it into it's like 12 seconds before you've laid this guy out flat like it took one really good hit and you just slept and he like didn't take it very well either like he was in the wrong stance and you like took advantage you saw his guard break for a moment and it, right at the start you took advantage of him and he's just laid out and then when you finish your fight even though it's very quick and when you step out of the ring you notice that the four kids are gone and you hear as uh, you, you turn your head and see as you step out of this pit, one of the illusory walls just breaks, disappears, as a huge force of guards come rushing in. And well, of course. people begin to scatter. But I'm going to say for convenience of story, because you do have to disappear for a while, uh, you are not one of them. Yeah. So right. you do get captured and taken in but you do manage to have a and when you're interviewed about why you're asked about why you were there and stuff like that just brief statements uh it takes him by this uh human female guard who's you know like i think actually taller than you and stocky like really muscled um her name's anisa and she does um she chats with you and pretty soon recognizes you as a guard or maybe someone who's sort of in over your head and you actually do you mention the kids no okay so she, you know, like takes your statement and um, writes it down and says, yeah, you're probably, you're not really the kind of, you're clearly like newish in town. You're not really the kind of person we're looking for exactly. So we're just going to, you know, like you'll spend like a night and a bit here and then we'll let you go. But we're probably fine. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. And you just have like a good conversation. She seems like she likes you. Seems like you could be friends. Cool. Yeah. Does she get the good prison food? Uh, she does not get the prison food at all. She gets, uh, Anissa shares, like, a, uh, some soup. Nice. Thank with you. you. It seems like, you know, is she, it seems like she doesn't get, she, she likes talking to a fellow guard from somewhere else. It seems like she doesn't get out much. Um, so. What city are we in again? Benvalor. Cool. Yeah, I share one of my rations with her. Okay, yeah. Um, so you, the next uh, sort of mid mid midday by 12, do meet up with your party back at your uh, inn. They've been looking for you. So guys, Erin's just strolling in in the same clothes she was wearing last night, looking pretty unkempt and smell. You probably don't smell great. <laughs> yeah, probably. Erin, you're okay. I run up and hug you. <laughs> hey, you might, I don't smell, you might not want to. I smelled worse. All right. Hi, we're going to Chanel. That was a big decision to make in one night. <laughs> I well, several this morning, several opportunities presented themselves. Who did you spend the night with? <laughs> That's the assumption. I'm guessing the loving embrace of a sewer someplace. <laughs> yeah, I the the kids tried to do like the malady tried to mind trick me and failed and then kidnapped me away to like talk more with the other kids and then that you know they didn't they tried to provoke me into fighting her and i didn't so she got like yeah i remarkable restraint on my part but i had to release all that pent-up rage somewhere um, and fighting them would have served their purposes. 
So I got into a, you know, a, a sanctioned kind of, not fit, not, I, they said it was sanctioned, it was not. Uh, legal-ish was the term, I think. Pit fight. One, because hello. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the guards showed up and I spent the night in jail, but it's fine. I made a friend, Anissa. She is great. Well, that's okay. We've already ruined any reputation we could have had in this town. Hey, my um, reputation, uh, they, it was fine. There's no reputation lost here. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> okay, well, that's yeah, I mean, I, I made friends with the guard. Good so. job not punching the kid. I mean, good. I slightly wish you'd punched the kid, but it was probably a good thing you didn't. I have I have the potion if for I had, next time. If I had punched her when she wanted me to punch her, it would have led to, you know, the, us actually losing credibility. Oh, no, I get it. Why you didn't punch her. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's a substantial part of me that wishes you did. Let's get out of this place. I don't want to have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. yeah. This town's a headache. <laughs> I mean, Shadal, I suspect, will not be pleasant. Yeah. <sighs> I don't, I've never, I, I haven't been there. Neither have I, but I know they're wrong. <laughs> what are they wrong about? Everything. Good to so know. So do they uh, lie about things? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like one person for Shadal. She was terrible. <laughs> you all, no, you all rolled history on Shadal and failed. So People everywhere you. lie all the time, <laughs> except for where you're from. So, like, that doesn't it's tell me. normal for yeah. the rest of us. Yeah. People from Shadal lie more, I think. Based <laughs> on the, the one person you know from Shadal? Yes. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a very large sample size. <laughs> <laughs> She's terrible. I trust no one from Shadal. Well, actually, that's probably not true. Uh, <laughs> well, we're about to go to Shadal. We'll meet all kinds of people. We can collect more data. Yep, expand your horizons. Yes. They are the wrong elves. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're do, so you guys um, do gather up your things and you return back to the Naji Manor uh, mansion townhouse thing, which is uh, to meet up with Lady Henrietta Naji, who is you are escorting to Shadal to do research on flame dragons. That is what happened when you weren't here. Okay. They made that decision. So you guys travel with her. She is taking a carriage. You guys can decide if you want to uh, sit in the carriage with her or walk outside of the carriage. <laughs> Quick stop before we leave. Can I buy some like moisturizer somewhere? Yes. <laughs> because Definitely. I feel like Shadal and Scales. Oh yeah, it's gonna, gonna suck for you. Yeah, That's not it's gonna reminded. suck for you. Yeah, it's, I don't. Sand is not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. No. So, um, yeah, I buy, or like, some moisturizer shit. and probably, like, a squirt bottle. <laughs> yeah, you can get that. I, that doesn't cost you anything. Okay. I'm going to pick up some more parchment and random alchemical bits. Okay. Just the usual. Uh, yeah, I will give you prices on that after. Anyone else? No, I'm set. Okay, returning Is to the... one missing a crucial accessory? I will look at it. Here we are. <laughs> returning to the original question... Who is inside the carriage <laughs> oh, and who is outside? I am not walking. <laughs> I'd probably do a mix. Okay. I'd say I might just wild shape and lie in ahead. Cool. Um, I'm outside. Awesome. So those of you who are traveling outside at all do see uh, inside the curtains tend to be drawn a little bit as she has like a little magic reading light that she uses and she is reading the entire way, by the way. Um, she has the book that you guys procured for her. 
it seems within the confines of the carriage when she is like closing the curtains and locking, you know, locking the doors, she is sort of rapidly translating. Those of you who travel outside do get to see the Vrymore Wastes. Now this is the wasteland that makes up the majority of this country of Vrymore. It is empty of even monsters. <coughs> Nothing seems really capable of surviving here except for the few human villages that you spot from place to place where they practice mainly like very low sustenance farming and trade. So there are trading posts throughout it as there are major roads that have been built within the past 75 or so years that connected and made Vrymor this incredibly powerful country very quickly because trade from almost everywhere passes through there. Probably spend most of my time inside the carriage. Okay. You do pass through a few of these towns, but you mainly pass through very, very quickly. This is an incredibly quick journey as they you go sort of a straight shot up towards the, the Shadal border. Uh, what few monsters you do encounter or creatures that fight, uh, none of you actually have to fight them at all. It is There's other guards that she's hired as you guys are sort of just traveling with her. And Oh, sorry, no. Not the guards she's hired. I wrote that wrong. What it is is you do periodically encounter parties of Vrymore guards. Now, you've met a few of these, notably uh, Anissa, who you talked to this session, but also Nassim, who was so proud to be a Vrymore guard in Penser. They're essentially built up scouting parties that go out and keep everything clear, keep the roads clear, take care of any monsters. They're sort of like organized adventurers that are paid through the state and they are, you pass by them, they look incredibly skilled. They're, you know, very, they're very efficient. And uh, if you talk to anyone about it, they can, cause you do sometimes talk to them, they can tell you that yes, they, you know, this was instituted again about the time that the roads came about as a way to care for these villages out here and keep trade running smoothly when you couldn't get an adventuring party out here to do that because there was just not enough to pay them. There was not enough reward for adventuring parties to risk themselves repeatedly. So the crown put together this system and the Vrymore guards very much do keep Vrymore alive in this way. You also, those of you who are walking outside are struck by how beautiful this place is, particularly at night. There are clearer stars than you see almost anywhere else. There's, because there's little to no light anywhere in this vast stretch of basically, not totally flat, but pretty flat. It's beautiful and desolate and almost terrifying in that, but it is a sight unlike any other. And it is gorgeous. But you pass through it in about a day, a day and a half, you know, like you travel almost continuously entirely and you stop briefly at a village on the very border before passing in the next morning to the wastes, you're headed towards a city called Elirar, which you can roll a history check on. Just Uterpy or should everybody? Just Uterpy. Let me check what the modifier is now. Uh, it's 12. No special meaning to you. Okay, does uh, Henry and Talos anything about it? Mm, no. Okay. She just says she's gonna stop there for like a day or two. Okay. Do a little bit of research there before heading further into another city. Okay, sounds legit. Cool. Um, so you you are passing through the desert um, and it is very quickly dry and arid. 
you know, like you've sort of come to a warmer place over the, over the course of the past day, and as you head into this place, it is pretty quickly unpleasant. And about mid-morning, you spot an oasis up ahead. And this is not uncommon. There are a few oasises that small, too small to support any sort of settlement that dot the, um, the Shadal Desert that people, travelers, do stop at. So Henrian does sort of give the instruction for things to pull up and be uh, centered around this very small sort of lake with a few trees around it. Um, what are you guys doing? It's a... Mm, I'm gonna make a wisdom check. Okay. That's a seven, so I'm, I jump into the lake. Okay! <laughs> <laughs> What are the rest of you doing? This will be very quickly relevant. I'm cleaning my supplies. Okay. I'm sort of around the edge of the oasis looking for any interesting signs of animals or plants. Okay. I'm probably just stretching my legs a little bit because I've been sitting in the carriage composing the whole time. Okay, so you're stretching your legs. I'm going to say you're about 40 feet away from the edge of the water. If you're cleaning your supplies, you're probably about 50 feet. Sure. You're about 70 feet. Okay. When you jump into the water, and everybody rolls initiative. <laughs> Are we surprised? We are not. I mean, it was in character. Oh, what? yeah. And you, oh, rolled, yes. you rolled a wisdom check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not great initiative. Okay. Your therapy. 14. All right. Vantus. Five. Good. Theo. 17. And if we've just made camp, I would still be lion-shaped. Okay. Since 11. Okay. So, here's the thing. Because this doesn't exactly start until Aaron jumping into the water, I'm going to say we're going to start right after Aaron in the initiative order and then cycle back around to the top two. Sounds reasonable. Uh, so, first up, Aaron, you jump in this water... And here's the thing, doesn't feel like normal water as it begins to form around you and attempt to constrict you. Oh, good. Fun. Um, so it is going to roll. That is a 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. You are grappled. Okay. I can still attack things while grappled, right? Like yes, can. you can. I mean, I guess I'll just be slashing at the water, but... You take 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you are very lucky that you can breathe underwater because whatever has just formed around you out of this water is attempting to drown you. But you can breathe underwater. Yeah. So you're fine. Except for the fact that you are... Oh, you're restrained. Okay, so what does that mean? What can I do while I'm restrained? Give me two seconds to pull up my list of... I I know you have it, Rose, but I have a list of conditions that I typed up so I would memorize them, but then it was ages ago, so I didn't... I don't remember them anymore. Your speed is zero. Uh, Attack rolls against you have advantage, and attack you have disadvantage on attack rolls. uh, And you have disadvantage on dex saving throws. Okay. So as that forms up out of the water... Uh, Vantus, it's your turn. Alright then, um, so I'm about 50 feet, or you said 70 feet away? You're about 70 feet away, because you were exploring the perimeter. And, so I just see, suddenly, Aaron gets sucked under. You see, actually, the water begin to coalesce around Aaron and form this kind of 
odd water snake-like being. It is definitely made out of pure water. Mm. Or anything that was in that lake. That lake was necessarily the purest water in the world, but it's definitely water. Yeah. I don't have anything with much range, so I am just going to just dash, and I'm going to leave myself, oh, about just near the edge of the water, I guess. So 10, um, ten feet out? Um, About 20 feet out. About 20 feet out. Cool. Yep. Prepared for pouncing. Awesome. So as you approach the water and get about 20 feet out, another thing moves. Which is something that you thought you couldn't really see through the water because it was a little bit murky, but you thought maybe it was just a rock at the bottom of the water. It's not that. Um, a big snail starts coming towards you with some flailing tentacles going on. Cool. <laughs> uh, and is going to attack Vantis because the only one within range that does not have a fast movement speed because, again, it is a snail. <laughs> it is going to attack you with... Five tentacle attacks. Oh, God. <laughs> because it does that. <laughs> Get you some more d20s. Okay. We've come full circle. That's from a 14 to hit. Rose for tentacle um, that hits. Tentacle monsters. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, yeah, so they're not... Um... Okay, so, so that's bank. four yeah. bludgeoning damage on the first one. Okay. Uh, that's an eight to hit. Misses. That's a crit failure. Nice, nice. That's another eight to wow, hit. This is a lousy snail. That's a fifteen to Are hit. There any, like, good hit snails? <laughs> this is a very fun snail. Ah, that's max damage. So that is nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Yeah, my line's taken a little bit of a battering, but. As it it just comes up, this like weird snail with this really weird shell that's very pretty, but is reflecting the light in strange ways. Is gonna crawl up, just slide on up out of where this water is risen to form this creature trying to drown Aaron, and just hit you with a bunch of tent. It's not trying real hard. It looks like it just woke up. Like maybe this is just what it does when this other thing does things. Top of the initiative order with Theo. This has happened. You are, uh, I said, about 50 feet away. Uh, have I ever studied anything like this water thing? Roll me an arcana check. 22. I uh, rolled. Yes, this is a water weird. <laughs> that is its name. It's an oh. elemental of some <laughs> kind. It's often left to guard things, but not necessarily. And you also would know that with that role, Shadal's patron is a Ifrit, which is a fire genie. So Shadal in general is close to at least, you know, it's close to the elemental plane of fire, but you would also know that the elemental planes are actually all connected to one another. So there's a chance of elementals just spilling over. Got it. And do I think there's any, do I think a water weird would like cold or dislike cold? You would know that, like, goddamn everything in this game, I swear to God, poison does nothing on it. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing I'm not built around that. Yeah, good thing. Gosh, I have no idea what I can do for Eren. Um, I'm gonna... I'm gonna throw a frozen bomb into the water. Okay. Roll an attack. 
15 to hit the, you know, kind of the middle of the, of the... Um, so if you're hitting the snake, I am going to use the snake's AC. Sure, okay. Uh, but 15 does beat it. Okay. So you do hit. Um, so I'm going to do four cold and three piercing damage. Okay, it takes all that. And sorry, it can have a con save first. That's a 17. That succeeds. So it can have two cold and three divided by two piercing. One. That's two cold? Yeah. Yeah, you'll note that um, the piercing isn't doing a lot to it. I think it would. But the the cold works fine. Cool. Next up in the order is Euterpe. So I will play something inspiring. Give Aaron inspiration. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So I'll do that as my bonus action. Can I roll our count to see how I think these things would do against fire? Yeah, sure. The, the water weird is not getting oh, out. Yes, I do announce. Oh, it's a water weird. It's a uh, 23 arcana. You, okay, so first of all, you would know that the water weird, like fire can affect it because it can burn some of it, but it's not like the most effective attack. You would also recognize this weird snail as, just because you saw it once and it really stuck in your mind, as a flail snail. <laughs> That's what it's called. You are fighting a flail snail and a water weird. This is amazing. Um, weirdly enough, it is immune to two types of damage. One of them is fire, and I'll give you a guess what the other one is. Poison? It's a snail! Why is it immune to poison and immune to the poisoned condition? I don't... I Like, I get the water weird, kind of. It's made of water. I get it. I don't like it. I think it's stupid, but I get it. But the snail was made of biology. The snail is just a snail with weird tentacles. It's, an, it's also an elemental, which I don't get. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, I think it would probably be good then if it's going to be half of the fire damage anyways to see if uh Aaron can get a better hit or whoever attacks the water thing next can get a better hit on it and so I will say uh in Elvish to it uh water weird is a stupid name and cast vicious mockery okay it's gonna roll a whiz save it sure is that's a three that fails shocking so it's gonna take one point of psychic damage, and the next attack will have advantage. So no, the next, advantage. the next attack that it makes has disadvantage. Oh, that's how okay. it works. The next attack that it, it makes, makes has, has disadvantage. I did not get those so it cancels out the advantage that it had on you, Aaron. Mm-hmm. So it makes a straight roll now, okay. which is weird because it's currently crushing you, <laughs> but how the game works. It feels very insulted. That's how it works. Yes, I think it's, it, it mainly, it what it does is it turns its head towards you, like, what? And it sort of turn. you know, like it, it's got this weird, you can't see eyes. There's not like defined eyes, but it does seem to have one end that's a head and one end that is a tail. It's good to have that sorted out. It is Aaron's turn. Um, can I? Can I attempt to, like, make an athletics check to... You can attempt to escape the grapple. Yeah. Roll a, uh... Roll an athletics check, yeah. Nat 20. Yeah, you break out of this. No, you, like, you're... You just sort of... It's trying to crush you. It didn't quite account for two things. That you can breathe underwater, so you're not having any issue with that, and that you are very strong. So it just... You just... 
bamf out and land uh, underneath it in the lake bed where it used to be water. Okay. Uh, but that is your action. Okay. I mean, it doesn't really help me to run away because I'm going to have to swing at it in melee, so I'm just stay where I am. Great. It's its turn again. So it now does have disadvantage because the grapple has ended, so it would not have advantage. It is going to try and constrict you again. Uh, well, one of those was a 16, but the other one was nat 2, which is 7, which misses you. Yes. As you dance out of the way. You know water. You got water. You're actually feeling really refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> Minus. You got the sand out of my gills? Um, and it is Vantis' turn. Alright. I'd like to focus on one thing at a time. So I'm actually going to try to book it lion-shaped out of the sn- flail, away from the flail snail. Okay, so it's it going to get an attack, attack of opportunity. opportunity. 13 to hit. That hits. Okay. That's going to be five. No, wait, let me check that before I say that. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. So yeah, I book it away. We'll say full lion distance, 50 feet. Then I am going to drop lion form. And I am going, I'm sort of moving towards where the water weird is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm probably 30-ish feet away from the water weird. And I am going to entangle the snail. Okay. So it has to succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by entangling plates. It rolls a 19 on its strength saving throw. Mm, yeah. Um, but it's still- in addition, real quick. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're so far away. It's just the two of you that are within 30 feet of it. I'm not within 30 feet anymore. You're not within 30 feet of the snail anymore? Nope. 50. Okay. I went full line distance. Great. Uh, Aaron, roll me a con saving throw. Oh, good. And what was the level good of the thing spell? I increased my con. First level? First level, great. Oh, fuck. Uh, 25. Okay, you managed to resist taking. Oh, no, sorry, you do take some damage. You take, uh, nope, you take no damage because it rolled min and half of, half of one <laughs> is zero. Um. <laughs> Uh, as you, you know, sort of steal yourself as some of this spell that you were casting, um, the, it does happen. The spell does happen around it, and we do get to that. But some of the energy, first of all, it seemed really good at resisting your spell. Hmm. And some of the energy from it actually bounced off of its shell and rebounded onto Aaron. Well, fuck. But it is. Even though, what, what happens if it succeeds on the saving throw? There's still, it's still in 20 square feet of difficult terrain. Okay, cool. So, not too big of a hindrance, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so it's its turn, so it's gonna move... How far from you, from it are you? 50 feet. 50 feet. Then it's just gonna use... It's gonna dash. <laughs> and it'll dash! <laughs> move 10 feet <laughs> Because if it's in difficult terrain, its movement speed is halved, and its movement speed is 10 feet. <laughs> so it's, it's going to move 10 feet towards you. Poor snail. And that's its, that's its go. Do I have to make Oh, wait, no, 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 no. No, here's what it's going to do. Here's what it's going to do, because it's... We're fighting Gary from Spongebob. No, actually, it's going to do that. It's going to do what I said already, because I already said it. Um, okay. Top of the order, Theo. I'm going to study this water weird. What how kind what kind of movement does a water weird make? How does it avoid my things? I'm going to hit it on a lots 23. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so it can have a con save. Okay. Nat 20. That will pass. So it can have one piercing, mm-hmm. three cold, and two from studied combat. Okay, so it's going to take total... So that was that already halved? Yeah, that was already okay. halved. Yeah, so it takes... Yeah, cool. Uh, it's a hit on it. It's still looking pretty good. You guys cool. haven't done a ton of damage yet. And again, the the piercing doesn't seem to really do anything because it was so small already. Yep. Next up in the order is your therapy. So I think even halved, Firebolt still does more damage than Vicious Mockery. So I'm just going to try to Firebolt this Water Weird. Great. Roll an attack on the Water Weird. By the way, was I near the snail? Because if so, I'd like to move further away from the snail. Don't think you're near the snail. That's I think it was, it was, it started out, you know, like 50 feet from you. It. it moved 10 feet forward, okay. so it was 40 feet. Oh, it is now okay. 30 feet from you. Cool. Quite Does, the rampage. <laughs> Does 14 hit? Uh, the water weird? Yeah. Yes. Cool. And that's gonna be... I rolled a one. So that will do no damage, I take it. Yeah, that don't do anything. You guys are okay, doing I have a non-magic great. weapon, so it probably won't do a lot. This is going to be fun, guys, as the snail encro- approaches. That's so funny, though. As the snail approaches. Aaron, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to attempt to hit it. Great. Roll attack. And how much are inspiration right now? Still six? Uh, I yeah, think it's, yours it's are still a six. A D6, yeah. Um, with my great sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, oh yeah, that's, I don't need my inspiration yet. It's a 19. Yeah. 11 points of slashing damage. Okay, it takes less than that. Yeah, I assume. But it is, you know, a- any damage is good damage. Yeah. Any damage is good damage. It's still going, and it's going to try and constrict you again. Naturally. Uh, but that's a 10 to hit, so that misses, because I can't roll for shit, guys. Which is good, because apparently neither can you. <laughs> Vantus, it's your go. Alright. Um, so I'm going to go... Can I isolate uh, the water weird, since you're not currently grappled, right? So then can I hit just the water weird with a um, thunder wave? Thunder wave exudes from yourself. Yeah, so I'm going to run up towards the water weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, think at this point, the snail... There's some distance between the two. Yeah, it might. I think it's 15 feet, though, because it started under it, then it moved 10 feet forward to the edge where you were, and then it moved 10 feet forward again. So that's 20 from where it started, and where it started was, like, 5 under the water weird. Uh, we'll, I'll give it to you. Thunder wave just on the water weird. Yeah, I mean, unless the snail's in range. The snail I mean, might be in range, but if you want it just on the water weird, I think you could position it in such a way, because it's a cube. You know what? I think I can hit enough damage, and if I push the... Little guy away. That's pretty good. Oh, by the way, he's not little. Big guy. He's bigger than you. Yes. Okay, he's big snail. Large. The snail is a large snail. Yeah, so I'm going to cast a second level Thunder Wave. This may be slightly inadvisable, and I'm sorry about the backlash, but yeah, so. I can take it. They get to make a con saving throw. Okay, let's roll all of these at once. Okay, that's fun. Um, they, they all fail. Everyone fails. Um, I can't roll. Okay, then they take 10 thunder damage, okay. and they are pushed 10 feet away from us. Nice. Okay, so 
did you angle it so the snail would be pushed at an, because you are otherwise, if you ran up and sort of are over like here and the snail's like here and the water weir's here, they get pushed like that, which might um, push the snail closer to you guys, the other two, the casters. Uh, but you might be able to, it depended on where you stood. And you know, I think it doesn't change anything for the snail. I think the snail isn't closer or further away, it's just at a different angle. Okay, that's not bad, and especially if the two of them went at different angles. Mm -hmm. The further apart they are, the better it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a substantial hit on them. And was there any backlash from that? Uh, there was not, as awesome. this time the snail did nothing about the shell happened. Hmm. It is the snail's turn, and I think, I think it can get to Theo this turn. But, nope, here's what it's doing. The snail gets out of the entanglement area and sort of two stock eyes sort of look around. It doesn't look really intelligent, but it does see that there's two of you here now within 30 feet of it. And are you within 30 feet of it on the other side? I think so, because you were within 15 feet and then you pushed yeah. it 10 feet away. Yeah. So um, the three of you, I would like all of you to roll me wisdom saving throws. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not in this. No, you are in this. Oh, I am? I thought I was... Yeah, it was the three of you. It was the oh, three of you. Okay. It's the caster, because I think Aaron was in a position where oh, it wasn't okay. happening. I thought yeah. I was further back, but that's fine. Ooh, I'm just going to subtract two from whatever I rolled. I'm glad I'm... And I rolled an at one. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, really a negative one for you, Yeah, that is a 25. You're good. <laughs> you two. Welcome to the stunned club. Oh, gosh. You are stunned. Uh, 12 was insufficient, I assume. But yes. I should check, okay. Yes. You're stunned. Uh, so are, you are incapacitated, can't move, can speak only falteringly. You automatically fail strength and dex saving throws, and attack rolls against you have advantage. Could you say that they're in the slug clubs? Harry Potter. Ever. Yeah, I know, but it kind of doesn't work. But if it's a snail. Yeah. Close enough. So you're stunned until, as this, this dazzling colored light is brightly shining from this snail, and it sheds bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. It is blinding to two of you, the two of you who did not actually look, you can't look quite at it directly. Two of you who did look at it directly, man, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. It's just so pretty. It really is pretty. Sounds like the crab from mm. Moana. Just gorgeous, this scintillating shell. Top of the order, Theo can't do anything. Wow. Euterpe can't do anything. Do we get to make additional no! saves or do we just tear out Cool, so. Aaron, it's your go. <laughs> I'm done for a while. Um, I'm focused so on my I own fight here. Um, <laughs> question. So, can I see, like, is there, is it just all, like, solidly. You know, water snaky throughout, or is there like eyes or no, like it's a just head? A, it's like animated water. Okay. So there's no specific area where I think that if I tried to like do, use shape water to freeze it, it would be like especially effective. New. No, it's kind of just all water. Okay. Then I'm just gonna hit it again. Um, that's a twenty-one hit. Yeah, definitely. That's. Nine slashing damage. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna use my action surge to attack again. Okay. Oh, that's a 19 to hit. Yes. 
10 slashing damage. Okay. Yeah, it's not looking fantastic, but it's definitely, definitely still up, and it is definitely still trying to constrict you. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. You are once again grappled and would be drowning. Grappled, restrained, and would be drowning. As you take uh, 14... No, there's a plus there. 17 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, Vantus, it's your go. Okay. Um, you know what? You seem to be mostly fine. large Yeah. But the kid is about to get hit. By, by a lot of tentacles. Okay. Yeah. Five tentacles. Um, <laughs> Five tentacles coming out of a very shiny shell. <laughs> I'm going to try, I guess, go lion again to distract it. Okay. Um, so I am going to race over and try a pounce. Okay, yeah. Um, so first I get to make a claw attack. That is, yay. Um, 20 to hit. Yeah, definitely. And that does six, um, six damage. Okay, cool. Slashing, Mm -hmm. if it matters. And then it gets to try a strength saving throw. All right. Can't believe the water betrayed me like this. That is a 23. No, 22. Well, that makes a big difference. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so it is not knocked prone, so I don't get to take a bite attack. But I am growling and yowling at it and trying to get it to notice the pissed off lion on its back. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have it roll, I'm gonna roll d20. It's a wisdom check to see if it will attack Theo or you. It'll attack you! Well, I forgot that Theo was stunned. It knows Theo's stunned and it knows its abilities. It's actually going to attack him. Mm -hmm. Because it is... Smart enough to do that. So, Theo. So. Uh, this is going to be a lot of attacks that happen very quickly. Yep. I tried. Uh, but that first one's a 12 to hit. Uh, is my AC affected by being stunned? No. Cool. It doesn't hit. Uh, the next one's a 15 to hit. Yep. So that one is going to do 8 points of bludgeoning damage. No, I don't like snails anymore. How many hit points do you have total? 20. Mm. You're still worse than me. That's a 14 to hit. That's the number. That's going to be four points of bludgeoning damage. Cool. This is attack number three. That fell on the floor, but one of them was a 17, so, you know, like, that hits. <laughs> You're so frail. <laughs> uh, that's going to be another eight points of bludgeoning damage. Your drops. No. Oh, it can't change the target of its attacks. So we have one... It has five tentacles that all attack the same target. No! There's only one more. Uh, yeah, that's a 16 to hit. So So you... Two death saving throws. Oh! Um, however, however, as this turn ends, the lights fade... And you are no longer stunned. Yay. Heal him! <laughs> uh, top of the order! Theo, roll me a death saving throw? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> we almost lost you to a nail! <laughs> Don't worry, I have a plan. Almost I know what happens if you die. A shiny snail. <laughs> a very 
a shiny, shiny snail. A flail snail. <laughs> you almost got killed by a flail snail. I would never have been able to go home. <laughs> you do it, it's your turn. Second level healing fucking work. <laughs> so, uh, you're gonna get back. Uh, and I rolled very average, so that's nine hit points back. Thank you. Uh, and I can cast two spells in a turn. Yes. So I'm also, I think, going to spend a spell slot and cast Heroism on Theo, because clearly he needs it. So you will get five temporary hit points at the start of each of your turns. You are the best. I don't think you get them now. No. Not only at the start of your turns. Um, Okay, so uh, that is Euterapy's go, so it's Aaron's go. Oh, and I'm also going to run away, so I'm further than 30 feet from the snail now. Okay, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Sorry, I forgot to Um, I'm going to attempt to break the grapple. Yeah. So I'm going to add my inspiration. Uh, 18? Yes, you break the grapple. You are free, but that is your action. Yeah. Um, it's its turn again. I wonder what it's going to do. <laughs> That's an 18 to hit. Yeah. 15 points of bludgeoning damage. As okay, it good. once again constricts you, still and it's really upset that it's not drowning you. You kind of get that <laughs> feeling that it's just like disappointing, kind of intrigued, a little intrigued maybe. Not really smart enough to be intrigued, but it's like this usually works. <laughs> um, I have three hit points left. This <laughs> is it's your turn. Bye, guys. <laughs> Yeah, so you're currently constricted, right? Yeah. So I don't have anything I can do that would not hit you and send you unconscious. Um, so I'm just gonna keep, like, I am trying to get in this snail's face and mm-hmm. get its attention as much as I possibly can. Okay. Um, while clawing at its, <coughs> clawing at its tentacles, clawing at its face. Cool. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me! <laughs> Ten to hit. That misses. Okay. Ineffectual calling. Um, it is its turn. Yeah, it'll attack you because you're there um, and clawing at it. <laughs> and it's no one's stunned anymore, so and it's not that smart. Um, so that's going to be five attacks. The first one's a nine to hit. Misses. Second one's an 18 to hit. Oh, uh, hits. That's seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Another 18 to hit. Hits. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Seven to hit. Uh, misses. That's another seven to hit. Great. So that five? That was five. Yeah, I mean, my so line you, is you pretty both, bloody, but... You're both kind of like, it's not really... It's left it's, it's It's kind of matching your level of, like, hitting you. <laughs> yeah, I was more going to distract than to really sink mm-hmm. into it anyways, or at least that's what I'll tell myself. <laughs> For sure. Top of the order, Theo, you get five temporary hit points. Yes. Ah! <laughs> I run away from the snail. I provoke, oh. I uh, Yes, you do provoke an attack of opportunity. That's a seven to hit. Oh, thank goodness. I'm 30 feet away from the snail. So lots to hit the water weird with a frozen bomb. It can make a con save. Okay. It rolls a 14. No, it rolls a 15. It passes. Um, that is the number. So it can take three cold... One piercing and two untyped. Okay. Uh, so. Six damage. Yeah. 
Um, well, the piercing doesn't do anything okay. because it's so small. Got it. You feel if you rolled just one number higher <laughs> on that. I did already have those, but if it has DR1... Yeah. Um, no, it, it has um, resistance. Ah, uh, got it. Which means that which it, it halves it. It again. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's getting down there. Like you've definitely got it. It's like bits of it are sort of leaking. It doesn't really have that much control over itself anymore. You've definitely got it down to, it looks like it's bloodied. The equivalent of bloodied. It's blood is water. Everything is water. <laughs> it's leaking something. Water. That's probably good for you. <laughs> there seems to be water coming out of the water. I'm going to take this as a good sign. You terapy, it's your oh, turn. Waterfalls. Uh, so I'm already concentrating on the thing. Oh, thank you. Uh, so the snail is in melee with Vantis, and the water weird is in melee with Aaron? Yeah. And everything's in melee with one thing. We're, we care more about the water weird, and I have spell slots to burn. So I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers on the water weird. Okay. Yeah, it's going to roll a wisdom saving throw. It is very neutral on that. That's an 11! That fails! So, can I borrow some d6s? course. So, <laughs> it's been a long week. Uh, oh, that's good damage. damage. That's going to be 14 points of psychic damage, and it has to run away, which means Aaron gets an attack of opportunity. Roll your attack, Aaron. Am I at disadvantage because I'm grappled and restrained? Yes. And it is, actually, you don't get an attack of opportunity. Because it's taking oh. you with it. <laughs> I did not parse that situation right. But it still took damage. It took a lot of damage. It's really not looking good now. It is actively dragging Aaron away. And I As will... it moves. Oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't move. Because it's surrounded by sand. And it doesn't have a movement speed. <laughs> so that was not my best choice of spell. It just has a swim speed. It can swim super well, guys. So it I, can't. The specific it can't stat, move. Zero speed. Zero feet. Swim sixty feet. <laughs> okay, so I made a poor choice. No, 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 no. You did a lot of damage. It's doing pretty. It's it's looking pretty rough. It looks like potentially even a swing from Aaron could take it yeah, out. Yeah, I was and gonna I give would, Aaron an. Uh, uh, Theo okay, just no. gave me advantage. Oh, but I would not. I wouldn't say no. Theo gave you sorry, inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, yeah sorry, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll give but, someone else. I have the inspiration to spend. Theo, you look like you could use inspiration. Um. So Aaron, roll an attack. Because you may not have another chance. Wait, no, that was... Am I at disadvantage? I am. Uh, yes. It's a shame the second one was a nat 20, um, but the first one was lower. Uh, 19 to hit? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Now that you've used your inspiration on it, I will tell you, its AC is 13. Ooh, good damage. 15 second damage. Okay. You... From within, you feel it like it wants to move with you, but it can't. You don't want to move with it for sure. And that plus like Theo pointing out to you where, like how you could swing your sword. And you're used to swinging your sword through water. It's hard because you don't have a footing here. It's like very much gotten you, but you can swim really well. So you actually just pull back, slice, and you slice straight through and out. You actually do sort of like a round thing where you slice through it entirely and it just bursts and falls. And you're swimming in a lake again, as it appears to be dead. I climb out of the lake. Thank goodness. Vantis, it's your turn. You've still got a snail. Yeah, 
I'm gonna keep trying to chew the snail. Mm-hmm. And that is a 14. No, that misses. Sorry. Well, then I continue to ineffectually claw. Okay. Uh, it's gonna attack you again. Shells are hard, okay? <laughs> uh, that's a 10 to hit. Uh, nope. That's an 8 to hit. Nope. That is an 11 to hit. <laughs> that's a 7 to hit. <laughs> Not even I think it's only got one eye on you and it's actually looking back at the like dead water weird that it's, it's just like that's never happened before it's the ineffectual clawing party <laughs> gosh you two are just rolling around hissing at each other in the top of the order Theo I dart over to Aaron healing potion thank you I pour it into your mouth oh thank you um, so I'll remember how much that I'll look up how much that does yeah uh, Euterpe. After that, I need to know how Erin's looking to know if I should heal and word her. Okay. 13. 13 of points? Hell yeah. Nice. So I'm at 16. And I might as well spend the healing word. So you get a first level healing word. Thank you. And get 8. Nice. Four. Question. Is everyone more than 10 feet away from the snail at this point? I certainly am. Yeah, I, uh, ran I away. think everybody's run, run away. Great. Uh, it is. Uh, I get an action. And I am going to viciously mock the snail and say, again, in Elvish, because I think all my insults are not in common. It's either Elvish or Celestial. And I'll say, your shell is so pretty, it's just such a pity that the rest of you is so weird looking. Okay, so it doesn't know Elvish and Nat 20s its saving throw. <laughs> and, yes, good. Roll me a con saving throw, Bantus. <laughs> From anything. Um, nat 20. Okay. You take two points of force damage as some of the viciously mocking energy just radiates off this clearly not understanding snail and smacks you in the face. Okay. Uh, it is now Aaron's turn. Um, how far am I from the snail? Um, what's your movement speed? Um, 30. You were 30 feet from the snail. <laughs> okay. I get up to, I run at the snail and attack it. Awesome. Roll an attack. That's 16 to hit? That just hits. Nice. 14 slashing damage. Okay, yeah, the snail is very suddenly not happy as it suddenly has to deal with Aaron. <laughs> Goodness, we have somebody who can do damage. Vantas, it's your turn. Okay, so I am going to drop my lion shape mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go for a yeah I'm gonna thunder it again okay important note mm-hmm. Aaron when you run up and slash at it you cut off one of its tentacles oh, it nice. only has four wonderful now. good we like that that's an improvement I also just realized that I forgot I had cut in words when Theo was getting Actually, I think I'm better off now that you're here just staying liony, and yeah, now I have advantage on my throw because... So yeah, that's a 20. Yes, that hits. And it eight slashing damage, piercing damage. Okay, yeah, this thing is not happy, but it does not lose a tentacle. Okay. It is now its turn. It looks very unhappy, and it is in fact going to retreat it and its four tentacles into its shell. 
It's just gonna snail. <laughs> cool. Well, that works. Top of the order, Theo. So it seems like the fight is over. The snail doesn't seem to want to fight us anymore. Um. <laughs> okay, I mean, should I keep hitting it? That's cute that you think that. <laughs> Might as well finish it off. I kind of want to steal bits of the shell. It's pretty. Especially if it does this to other people. That's true. It did very nearly kill me. Okay, I'm gonna head <laughs> Oh, no, the snail doesn't want to fight anymore. It did nearly kill me two seconds ago. I was nearly dead earlier this fight. I'm gonna study it. It's a cool snail. I have a better idea of how it works. I have a 23 to hit. Uh, yes, that hits. It can have a con save. Uh, it rolls a mod 20. That'll pass. So I've got one piercing, one cold, and two untyped. Yeah, it takes that. Cool. It did not lose a tentacle. <laughs> you therapy, it's your turn. I am... I'm going to, I guess... I just can't roll today. I think I'm going to viciously mock it again and say the same thing in Celestial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a 16 to pass. Yeah, it passes. Um, you therapy. Romeo wisdom saving throw? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, good. Uh, uh, so that was bad. I'm gonna hope Hell's bracelet helps me out. <laughs> no! in love with hell. A four. Great. <laughs> It'll level up. Uh, you tear me. <laughs> Roll me a d4. Okay. That's a three. You take three points of psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll that you make. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your insult in Celestial bounces off of this shell okay. and hits you and you're like, what? I'm rubber, you're blue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks back on you. <laughs> I don't have a pretty shell. Why should it work on me? Some might say I look weird. I disagree. Aaron, it's your turn. Um, okay, I'm gonna attack it. Yeah. Um, that's a 14. That's not gonna hit. Nope, Mrs. Vantus, it's your turn. Okay, with advantage again, I am going to gnaw, gnaw, gnaw. Mm-hmm. That's a 13. Yes, that misses. Uh, so on its turn, it is going to, as a bonus action, emerge from its shell, and it's going to attack Aaron with four attacks. Uh, so that is an 18 to hit. Yeah. Is six points of bludgeoning damage. That is a 22 to hit. Yeah. Five points of bludgeoning damage. Cool, 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 cool. 17 to hit. Yeah. Six points of bludgeoning damage. Yep. Final attack. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. Yeah. Eight points of bludgeoning oh, oh, damage. Oh, 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 no, no, wait. I've been cutting words on that last damage roll. Well, yes, you can. Roll a d6. Yeah. Eight. That's one. It's one. I'm unconscious. Seven. Sorry. Theo, it's your turn. 
Aaron drops, just yep. like falls backward as this snail just emerges and just beats with four different tentacles. It really doesn't like that you cut off one of its tentacles. That's this fair. is the worst snail. <laughs> <laughs> off the shell is the issue. You tear me, it's your turn. So I'll second level healing word Aaron. Okay. That's gonna be nine points of nine hit points you get back. Nice. Uh, I saw the main action, but like, I also don't have anything good I can do to it necessarily. It seems reflect. You know what? It doesn't always reflect it. You know what? I still have like a... First level spell slot lock. I'm just gonna. You guys are both up against it, so I'll try to sing it whispers. Oh, good. And see how badly that goes for me. I'm very excited every time you cast a spell on this snail. Yeah, I know. I hate it. That is a 19. Yeah, that passes. Uh, it does get to take half damage. First, it actually. Wait, Chippy, roll me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> I'm gonna fail this. <laughs> Yeah, I failed this. That's a three. Great. Uh, you terapy. Roll me three d six. Oh fuck! No. <laughs> That's ten. I take ten points. You take ten points psychic damage, and you run away. I'm okay with running away. Does it take any damage? No. <laughs> I hate you fundamentally. On a one or a two. If the spell affects an area or has multiple target, it fails and has no effect. If the spell targets only the snail, it has no effect on the snail and is reflected back at the caster using the spell slot level, spell save DC, attack bonus, and spell catching ability of the caster. That's yeah. pretty awesome. I love these snails. That's cool. I am very ineffective in this fight. Uterpy <laughs> runs away. That's okay. Everyone's been not great. Yeah, we're gonna die! Aaron! Um, I'm gonna do my bonus action second wind. Awesome. Uh, to regain some hit points. Mm-hmm. Oh, not good. Um, so <laughs> this was not the fight for that roll. By um, the way, guys, the snail may only be missing one tentacle, but the rest of it is looking pretty bad. I'm gonna try to attack it again. Better. That's an 18 to hit? Yes, that hits. 12 slashing damage. Uh, as you see it get distracted by this light that reflects off of it, it sort of turns an eye to look, and you actually, it angles its, like, n- not exactly neck, but body in such a way that you just take your greatsword. You don't twirl it, but you almost feel like you want to twirl it and just chop, and the head falls, and it is oh dead. Thanks I want to real quick read to you what would have happened if you'd been dealing about 10 damage per t- 11 damage per turn because every time it takes 11 damage on a single turn it loses a tentacle if all its tentacles die the snail retreats into its shell gaining total cover and it begins wailing a sound <laughs> that can be heard for 600 feet wow. stopping only when it dies 5d6 minutes later <laughs> Healing magic that restores limbs, such as the regenerate spell, can halt this dying process. So I want to see if I can, like, get 
a bit of the shell because it's pretty and I want it. Roll me a nature check. Yeah, does the whole, does the shell have this property? These magical reflecting properties or just the smell? It's definitely the shell. Awesome. I want the shell too. Uh, that's a 13 you want nature. A cool shield out of that shell. Yeah. You get, you, mmm, mmm. You can roll nature. No, you shouldn't, because she already did it. Yeah, but I can roll Arcana, maybe. No, because I think Euterpe tries to get the shell. What are you trying to do specifically? I just want to get, like, a shard of it so I could, like... Oh, you get a shard of it. Yeah, that's all I want. You shatter the shell. It shatters. You've got shards. You no longer have a full shell. Yeah. I I apologize to everyone out of character for this... But, like, Euterpe just wanted it because it was pretty. You have a you shard. such a cool shield out of that, though. You have a shard of an anti-magic shell. You look stricken. <laughs> Do you want one? It's really pretty. I drop lion form. Oh, why not? Um, by the way, good berries all around. I'm oh, yes, spend... I could use some. Um, I'm going to spend... Yeah, I'll go for one slot for now. On I have ten that I can give. Cool. Um, what are you guys at? I'm at ten out of twenty-three. Fourteen out of fifty-three. Nine out of twenty. Okay, so I'm gonna split them between you two, five each. Cool. And you know what? I'll burn my fourth spell slot and get another ten. And so I'll go four to you, three to you, three to you. Great. Might as well take a shard uh, since you know it's all. Theo, do you I gather up the remaining oh, yes, shards? I, I gather all of them. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say I take one. three of sure. you have one anti-magic shell shard. You have 11 anti-magic shell shards. And I am certainly, in my downtime, going to be examining these and trying to figure out what I can do with them. I am Definitely. looking to see what sort of jewelry would be the best to make out of this. A really pretty necklace. Yeah. Yeah, Just I'm like going to... I'll, I'll, when we have some time, I'll see if I can get one of the up, like a chain or something like Okay, so moving along. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, thank you for saving us all. <laughs> yes. And you, Turpy, thank you for saving me. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Um, I'm going to go back to Henry and be like, so do things like this happen around here a lot? Good, because that was really bad. That's, I mean, yes, elementals do exist, but not this close to civilizations in the borders, they tend to stay in the actual main wasteland portions. So um, do you have any idea what would have caused this? Did we just have remarkably bad luck? Because that happens. The planes shifting closer together could cause more crossover and possibly turn regular things into elementals. So this could have been a perfectly normal oasis until, like, yesterday? Or until a few weeks ago. Or a week or so ago. Yes, there could very well be a connection there. Well, you're the one studying this. I guess you should make a note of it. <laughs> oh, I have. Yes, Good. definitely. Yeah. Thank all of you for your efforts well, and, and successes. You're um, very heroic. <laughs> yes, yes you are. Thank you. And unless you guys have anything else you want to say to each other, I refill my spray bottle from the lake. Okay, cool. <laughs> Vindictively. <laughs> I've been, as we've been walking, because I've been outside walking the whole time, like, in case things happen, 
and I've been periodically spraying myself with my spray bottle because, like, to try to get sand out of my gills. And now, like, I'm totally sand-free from my gills because of the whole water thing. But I'm just going to vindictively just take some of the water to, you know, refill my bottle. Okay. So you guys continue walking, and you get the sense that you're moving more carefully now than you were before. This appears to have sort of spooked Henrian. Um, and she is going to have you move more carefully. So you are later than she expected when you finally reach this city that she's been going to. And it is a small city. It is not very large. It doesn't seem to be anything that significant about it necessarily. Um, it's sort of rounded architecture that tends to be, there's a few buildings that raise up higher, but it all tends to be mainly one or two stories, pretty low to the ground. There is a surrounding wall outside of it that looks like maybe it helps theoretically with sandstorms sometimes. It does look like an area where sandstorms do sweep through periodically. Um, and Henrien is takes you to a tavern nearish a sort of noble section. And one thing you notice as soon as you walk into the city is that the majority of the people who reside here are full high elves and every person you meet wears a mask. This is not a typically a full face mask. Some people who look like they're dressed for travel are wearing full face masks. So these tend to be plainer, sometimes with a little bit of like painted decoration, but they look more serviceable to protect your face. If people who look like they live here are wearing far more decorative masks and everyone is wearing them some are half face some are just masquerade hiding the eyes some are like lower face some of them are wrapped with scarves as well these sort of things but there's definitely a sort of sense of veiling the face here you suspect it might have grown out of this practical protection into something a little more high elven henry <laughs> um, takes you to a tavern and uh she says that she will arrange better lodging for you for the next two days where she's going to be conducting some research here at the library briefly. Uh, this is not something... She, she says that she suspects there won't be much for you to do here. I missed something. On the way into the city, actually, uh, while she's walking you to the tavern and telling you these things, you do pass by a sort of open touristy booth. And you tear B. Roll, actually, all of you can roll me a perception check as you're looking around. Nat 20! Mm. Modified 20. 18. That's a 16. Okay, so all of you notice, but you you particularly notice that Euterpe sort of snaps too. As you walk by something and then you go, wait a second, and you turn. And there's a small booth here that appears to be selling souvenirs, but most of the souvenirs it's selling seem to have a theme. There is a sort of standard gold masquerade mask, looks kind of cheap, maybe a knockoff of something, uh, that it's selling in a vast quantity. There's also cards stamped with a likeness and done in profile, as most portraits are in Shadal, and uh, lockets with images painted in them. And the entire thing seems to be titled uh, Lady Athor Adder Thrill Fan Merchandise. <laughs> We truly are in enemy territory. <laughs> huh. Interesting. So what happened with you and Aethor? I thought I told you. She told me I wasn't ever going to be a good bard because I'm not subtle and don't lie. Right. That's not very nice of her. No, I hate her. Well, um, the merchandise, does it look sort of nice? It's not. 
terrible quality. It's pretty mid-range, you know? It's not like great. It doesn't look that expensive. It's pretty good though. Okay. I mean, I sort of glance towards it curiously, look back, look <laughs> at her face, and just ignore it. I sort of... <laughs> what do you I'll, do? I'll turn to Henry and uh -huh. I'll just feel like, is there a reason that this merchandise is here in particular? Well, um... Ilerar, which is where we are, is the city that Aethor's, Lady Aethor's family resides in. It's where she grew up. Great, so enemy territory, I was correct. That is certainly a way you, you could phrase it. As you insult Aethor in front of Henrien. <laughs> yeah, I think- Any of you can roll insight on Henrien, by the way, you all I, know- I, I think at this point it's been made I'm not. Anyway, okay. Uh, no, I'm, I think I'm busy studying Aethra's uh, face so that I can recognize her if she shows up. She's very pretty. Yeah, um, I probably make a comment about that. The way that uh, so the way that she's depicted is she's depicted in profile. There does it, it is in black and white, so there's no color. Um, but you do see sort of long black hair that's sort of swept up into a ponytail. It looks kind of, you know, a little bit thin, but very, very elven in that way uh, that sort of drapes down. She's got long pointed ears. Looks like she's got freckles, but they're sort of half hidden by this masquerade mask that she wears that you suspect these gold masquerade masks are knockoffs of. It is just from, you know, it's like a head up sort of thing. She's drawn and painted in the um, necklaces, the lockets. She's very pretty. Okay. Like, Euterpe's gorgeous. Aethor's just as gorgeous. Sort of is the level. So free with your 14 on Henrienne. Henrienne is, you know, like, she, she does sort of tense slightly when Euterpe says these things. And she sort of, like, turns her head. But you catch a sight of, a, like, a slight smile. Honestly, one of these images might serve as great inspiration, but I wouldn't want to support her career like that. Why don't you let me then? And Henrienne walks over <laughs> and she buys, she purchases one of the lockets and presents it to Euterpe to fuel your hatred and motivate you. <laughs> great, I, I'm gonna hold on to that. I bet I know what kind of inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> as Henrienne does seem it's pretty obvious to you at all. Henry's a little amused by this. <laughs> really is unfair how pretty she is. <laughs> goes, Do any of the rest of you want anything? Um, I might discreetly go over. Hey, I've. Oh no, Henry's oh. offering to buy you guys oh, things yes. from would, that part. Yeah. Yeah. Would she ever have gone on a tour through Asset? Oh yeah, for sure. She's toured literally everywhere. Okay, I she toured my... Harrow before Harrow. T she toured the continent before Harrow took over. Okay. I don't recall her touring Rungut. She. It was probably before you were born, okay. given that you're only 22 and she's had about 24. 24. Uh, she's had like at least 70 years of touring majorly outside. It was probably a short thing. She didn't go for very long because music's really different in Rungut. But she's definitely been down there. Yeah, my co-bartender is probably a big fan, so mm -hmm. I, like, get one or... Yeah, can I get one of the lockets and posters just for the... I've got a friend who's a really uh, big fan. No offense to those here who, uh... But, yeah. No, it's fair. Her music's bad. Uh, yeah, that'll cost you one gold. Okay. For the two of those. While we're in Shadal, there will be opportunities to buy, like, 
other souvenir like oh yeah this is specifically thing, right? for Athor souvenirs yeah no. mm-hmm. okay I was gonna buy something to like prank you chirping with it but <laughs> she beat me to that by the way would it be more polite for us to um, get some masks or is it something they don't expect of foreigners you are not required in certain places if you were to attempt to come with me to the library it would probably be recommended that you wear a mask I don't Okay, so we'll probably be better received here if we do. People wouldn't offend folks. It would not offend people, and uh, attempting to match the culture would potentially warm a reception towards you. All right, masks are really gorgeous. I might consider getting one. I won't wear a mask, and I certainly won't wear this mask. Are there other stalls around? Uh, you can go souvenir shopping tomorrow. This is sort of like a one okay. brief moment because we're running on time. <laughs> yeah, I, I will buy a mask somewhere. I'll probably skip the Athor mask. Okay. Do you get an Athor mask? Nah. All right. So you guys move on past. You head into this tavern where it looks like uh, uh, Henry Ann goes up to meet with someone. You guys walk in. You go to get a couple drinks. And at the bar, you hear a voice from behind you that says... Um, well, seeing all you swagger in here like that, you must be the heroes. How about you let a rich elf buy you a drink? Gladly. I turn around and see who it is. <laughs> uh, so this is a high elf individual very much playing into that sort of rogue archetype. Uh, roguish archetype. You know, he's got um, shoulder-length dark brown hair that's been braided, just the front bits have been braided back with gold thread. His skin sheens gold in the light, but looks sort of like a, a tannish yellow, and he's got these brown eyes that are framed by this burgundy mask that's been stamped with an intricate pattern. It is just a sort of masquerade mask. He does look kind of drunk. He is sort of swaggering and like falling around a little bit. Uh, he wears uh, a red tunic with a long brown vest that's been stamped with gold vines over it, tan pants, and intricately laced brown leather boots. Um, he's decently attractive for the question you're about to ask. He's not, he's pretty attractive. He's also, he looks to be sort of early to mid thirties in human years. Um, and he, it looks like maybe his mask is hiding some laughter lines because he's a little bit older than you guys. He's definitely not sober and he's definitely hitting on you. Us collectively? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to let him buy me a drink. I oh my eyes. So our reputation precedes us here? We haven't exactly No, I mean you see a group of beautiful people walk in and they've all got swords and armor and weapons and they've all carry themselves a certain way. And he does look you terribly up and down in particular at that. I mean you know they just gotta think of themselves as heroes. And uh we got to give a hero's welcome to him, you know, if you're interested. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I bat for a different team. Sorry. Fair. Same here. <laughs> All right. So, how about you then? How you doing? Yeah. Well, I certainly could be called a hero. Then I, I'm sure I'd love to call you one. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me a drink? Oh, Definitely. Uh, And he does not offer to buy the two people who are not interested in drinks, (laughs) but he does not push anything. Um, And he does, he buys, he buys you a fancy elvish wine. 
Um, I'm into that. Yeah. He's definitely been drinking a lot of it. Um, and yeah, I, I think I tried to catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. This will go better for both of us if we're nearing the same level. So he, he hangs out. We're going to speed this along a little bit. He definitely invites you back to his place. Yeah, I, I accept. The rest of you uh, go to bed. I assume you can hit on other people here if you want to try and hook up with anyone. I'm going to go to bed. What's the bartender like? Uh, the bartender is a high elven woman. She looks to be about 40 or so. Um, she has a definitely like a half face mask uh, that hides a fair amount, but she does have um, these golden eyes and this hair that's been braided back pretty haphazardly. Um, she looks very high elven mm-hmm. in that, you know, she's sort of tall. She's not actually that tall. People here in Sh- Shadowlight High Elves are a little shorter. Um, but she is, you know, willowy, and there's, like, some sort of corded, dexterous strength in her as she pours things and like that. She's pretty... She's friendly-ish. She's friendly in this very guarded way, where you can't see half of her face. Um, and a lot of things that you say, she sort of answers with questions. You're like, oh, you, you know... Mm-hmm. She's like, and, and how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with that level of interest... Uh, with sort of a cool interest. Like, there's definitely a distance. You get the sense that that might be a cultural thing. Fair enough. So, I'm new in town. I'm a bartender myself. And I'm curious to try what you've got here in Shadal. We have many good wines. We're, we're known for our wines more than anything else. They're easier to um, import fruit and, and grapes from other places. And then we have our own methods. Well, walk me through a couple of them. Certainly. What would you like to know? And then you talk shop. Shop talk. Um, And, you know, she's not uninterested in you or what you're saying. In fact, she does sort of warm up a little bit and she leans in a little bit closer and stuff like that. But she is, you know, like the natural distance is further away. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just flirting, being friendly. And I am genuinely interested in her wine and her work. Yeah, you know, she's pretty friendly back. If you want to hook up with her, you can roll a persuasion check to see... (laughs) I'll roll to see how it goes. That's a 17. Yeah, she's interested. Mm-hmm. She's got a back room that, you know, she, she invites <laughs> she invites you into a back room to taste some of her newer wines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as uh, real quick, we're just going to cut to Euterpe because I do want to move things along a little bit. Uh, so Euterpe, uh, he has, as you leave, he drapes this sort of shimmering yellow half cloak, half shawl thing, half scarf around himself uh, that does cover up as a hood and he leads you out. He does have a carriage of his own, which takes you about mm, three blocks to a vast mansion with sort of an estate around it that what looks like like a rock garden sort of thing. He does lead you in very quickly. You don't do a lot of looking around. You go straight to a bedroom. Yeah, I probably make some comments about getting him to take off the mask. Um, he tells you you have to earn that. I'll do my best. Yeah, he's a little. We'll roll a check if you want. <laughs> I society. Let's see. No, what, that. What do I roll? Just roll a d twenty. Great d twenty. Uh, it's on that's a two. Great, kick this over. He rolled a two as well. <laughs> you two have not good sex. He is 
not ni- here's the problem. Neither of you was interested in doing anything for the other. Here's how what I'm gonna do. You you do have sex with him, he does basically immediately start trancing afterwards. There's not a lot of stuff. You can attempt to leave and go back to your tavern if you would like, or you can spend the night here. Utopia really does have the worst days. <laughs> I think I leave. It wasn't okay. that good. As you leave, as you're pass- walking out, you're paying more attention this time. As you pass through the front hall, you spot a portrait of this man in a nicer mask and a nicer outfit. And sitting next to him is Athor. Okay, never mind. I'm staying. <laughs> you go back up? Does- He's trancing. He doesn't know I left, right? He probably knew you left. Okay. No, actually. Oh, God. Actually, I think I go back up. I think that's... Okay, he's definitely, like, pretty solidly in a trance and doesn't really care. Yeah, I'll spend the night. I I, want to get to the bottom of this. Okay. I'm going to rule that the way that went is you were still trancing when this other thing happened because it's funnier. Okay. Um, So that morning, Henry Ann gathers you and says, okay, so... um, I managed to secure permission for us to stay at one of the local nobles' houses. Where is you, Terapy? She um, went off with some guy who she was flirting with her, bought her drinks. Okay, fine. We'll find her later um, as we should head over and move our things now. We'll just um, deal with it when we get there. And uh, I'll leave a note with this. Yeah. Um, so you head over about three blocks to a large manor. It looks sort of recently painted and sort of refreshed. There is a rock garden outside. The sun is, this is, people get up very early here to do things before the sun fully comes up because it's a little bit cooler. Um, And you are accepted by servants and led into this main hall where Henry Ann says, so um, uh, they should be rousing our guests, our host any moment. And you therapy, you wake up briefly as this guy that you spent the night next to is getting up and getting dressed, and you wake up to him like about to leave the room. He, if you say nothing, because you're just gonna keep this yeah. rolling, the rest of you see coming swaggering down the stairs, this time in all black clothing, wearing a black mask. His hair probably still done up the same way it was last night. The guy that you therapy went home with, who Henry Ann at this moment says, ah, yes, our host, Lord Eglarion Lurdell Adderthrill. I just start, and starts laughing. going <laughs> to roll a deception check to see how this goes. Oh, actually, surprisingly well. I think I'm still in his bedroom. Yeah, you're still up there. <laughs> yeah. Make my way down in time. Wow, I held myself together really <laughs> well. Um, I'm oh, like nice laughing to see you again. Over like, oh. Thank you for your uh, kindness in hosting us. It's very generous. I always host Lady Naji when she comes through town. He does not appear pleased about that. Hmm. Can I insight? Yeah. That is a 12. These two very clearly do not like each other. <laughs> Okay. At all. <laughs> you 
Do I hear this going on? Roll me perception? Aaron's laughing pretty loudly. <laughs> That's a 15. Yes, you hear I think the- at this point, like, hearing this, I make my way downstairs. You see Euterpe. I'm going to go with half-dressed. <laughs> I have, like, clothes. Artfully on. disheveled. Yes. <laughs> Descending the stairs. Probably <laughs> kind of dramatically because that's how I descend stairs. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hello. Henry <laughs> looks a little... Mm. Mm. <laughs> Lord Aglarian, um, a word? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on my alchemy. <laughs> Uh, as Henry does appear to like basically practically take this guy by the ear and drag him out. Theo, I might need oh. your help with the project later. What project? I want to. This house seems to have a connection to. Angel. You do all now spot the the portrait. By yeah, I'd that like that to, makes sense. I'd like to find out more. Out of curiosity, now <laughs> that the two of them are out. Yeah, of they're gone. Range, how far does this get you along the revenge track uh, that you just fucked his dad? Her dad. <laughs> or her dad? Oh, that's a pretty good power play, actually. I'm, I didn't know, but like now I'm counting this in my column. Okay. Well, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so the servants tell you that you have time to, they, they show you to rooms where you can put your things. They're nice. You, as you walk through this house, it is, it's a mansion. It's large. Um, and there's definitely like a wing for you to stay in. Everything here seems new. The house itself is quite old, but everything you pass seems new. Probably un, everything is under 50 years old, it looks like. New money. So the no, contents of the house are new. No, they're not new money. I'm joking, and also that was out of The contents of the house are new. The okay. house itself it's is It's not old. like a new wing on an old house. It's not it's a new okay. wing on an old house. It is the structure This is of the house is the same as it probably always has been, and the house itself looks old, but every the furniture, the tapestries, the paintings, things like that, it all looks pretty new. So... For yeah. elves. New for elves. <laughs> Theo, you're better at investigating things than me. Do you want to look around and see if we can find anything that older? I'm very curious. Yeah, this is interesting. Elven stuff is usually older. Yes, and if there's interesting dirt to be gained on Aethor, some of it might be here. I look around. Roll me investigation? Wow, uh, 24. You find that things tend to get shabbier as you head towards older and shabbier as you head towards uh, the family wing, where you stayed last night, your mm, therapy. Yes. And you'll note, actually, the beds that you have in your rooms are definitely newer and kind of nicer than the bed that you slept in last night. And as you stumble along trying to find things, you do find a room that you open. And when you open it, the first thing you notice... Um, so, first of all, it's not... They've got beds in the guest rooms. In his room, it would have just been, like, a a reclining couch sort of oh, thing to trance on. Yeah. They don't no, like I, I get that. Um, you see a sort of a nice reclining couch, various decorations. It's all clean. There's no dust on it, but it's pretty untouched. But hung on the basically everywhere you look practically. Not big, small, about, you know, 8 by 11. There are pencil drawings of Aethor. Notably in almost all of them. She's not wearing her mask, and she is smiling. I am taking one of those. 
you appear to have found Aethor's childhood bedroom. Yeah, I'm going to look through this room th- very thoroughly and also take one of the pencil drawings. What and are you looking for? Anything. Also, it really is unfair how pretty she is. I haven't never seen her without she the mask. She also looks very young in these. Never seen her without the mask. Prettier that way. It's annoying. <laughs> Oh my god, such a rivalry crush. <laughs> yes! So much foyer. Those of you who are searching, roll me investigation. 20. That is 18. Are you going to try and use Hell's Bracelet yeah, to see if you get an at think, 20? I think so. I think I, I think I have to. That's better. That is going to be a 23. Okay. Uh, so what did you get? 20. 20. Okay, so... Looking around at various things, here's what you notice, Theo. It's more that you notice an absence of something. You notice that there are no, there's no sheet music lying around. There is no remnants of her ever playing anything here. Um, There's no instruments in the room. There's no uh, music books on the walls. You therapy. You look at a bookcase that's very close to the reclining platform, uh, sort of reclining couch, and you spot one book that looks different from the rest and you pull it out. And it is sort of looks like a book where you, um, things have been slotted into it. And in it, on the cover, it says Elion, spelled E-L-I-I-O-N, written in a sort of curving script. And when you open it up, you see that inside are more pencil drawings. There's one of just the house. There's one of the street outside. There's one of the garden. There's several of Aethor, young and maskless in all of them. And there's a lot of either a human woman or Aethor with a human woman. Interesting. Do I recognize anything about this human woman? Roll me a history check. That's a 12. No. Interesting. Um, well, she clearly hasn't been back for this, so I think it's fair game to take this, too. (laughs) Interesting. And because I want to wrap this up with this session, we're just going to speed things along a little bit again. Anything else interesting I find in there? Um, oh, one more thing. Um, when you turn to leave, and with both of your very good rolls, you both spot this, there's, uh, it looks like this door can lock from either the outside or the inside. There is a keyhole inside. Um, and on the left side of the keyhole, there is a large gray dot that's been painted on. Is it filling something? Is it covering something? Is it magical? Uh, roll me, roll me an arcana check. Can I roll arcana? Yes, you can roll arcana. <laughs> 20. Uh, worse. Still like 14. It's just paint. It looks like it's just been painted there. Oh. Like someone just took a paintbrush, dipped it in gray paint, swirled a dot there. Do I have any sense of how long that gray dot has been there? No. I'll use your previous investigation role. It looks like it's been there a long time. Okay. And everything in this room also, by the way, follows that trend of looking older and shabbier. The stuff in this room does not match up to the stuff outside. That it in the room? That's it in the room. Okay. I think I leave. Okay. Go look around the rest of the house, see if there's anything. I will... You don't have to roll. You search the rest of the house. There's really not that much of Aethor here. Do you... You were going to say something. Yeah, is 
Um, how long has Aether been touring? Like 70 years? Aether's been touring internationally at least 70 years. She's been touring in Shadal between 80 and 90 years. And how old are the furnishings in the older parts and the shabbier parts? They look to be probably pushing 300 or 400 years old. Okay, so we've got this time difference of like 300, 400 versus 50 years for the... Yes. Okay. Do you, you Terapy, want to talk to Henrianne about this? Yeah, I think I'm going to ask her. Um, so you can find her. She's in the library. Uh, the house's library where she's pulling down a number of books. Hello. Ah, yeah, did you... How are you? I'm very good. Okay. Sure. You do not sound to be entirely genuine in that last... No, I'm, I'm sure you feel very... You feel you're very good, I'm sure. I'm confused, but anyways, I have a question. Um, yes. I pull out the book I found. Just be like, does this name or this woman mean anything to you? She takes the book and she flips through it very slowly. And you don't roll insight on people. No, no, I don't. She's, what you get without an insight roll yeah. is that she's clearly paying a lot of attention to the book. And she seems to almost like fall into and she does hover over pictures of Aethor with the woman or of just Aethor more than anything else. By the way, was the bird in any of the pictures no. we saw? Okay. And she doesn't say anything for a long time. I let her go. This must be from a long time ago. It's got um preservation magic on it. Someone's been trying to preserve it. Protect it. Do you recognize the woman? No, I don't recognize her. Okay. Didn't believe that. Roll me. I'm waiting for you to say something persuasive. <laughs> Roll me persuasion. Oh my god. I believe everything I roll. That's also bad persuasion, though it's still a 15. She does say, I do recognize the name. What does it. Who is it? What is it? Lion was Aethor's younger brother. I never knew Aethor had a younger brother. Most people don't. Was? He passed away a long time ago. How long? Uh, almost a century now. Well, she certainly never mentions that. He was a half-elf. Same father? Same father. Lion Adderthrill. How old was he? He was... Fifty-five. Mid-life or less for half-elf. Younger than her. <laughs> yes. Significantly younger. Well, about, 20 years is not... About 20 years, yes. So significant when you're an elf. Probably more when you're a half-elf. <laughs> yes, it does tend to change things. And do you know what happened? Roll me another persuasion check. <laughs> oh, that's worse. That's still a 14. Inspiration? Yes. I can't inspire myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I know what happened. Are you? No, it's not mine to tell you. I can grudgingly respect that. <laughs> well, I suppose I got some new information out of this. I think the woman in the picture might have been his mother. Oh, I never met her. I never saw her. She, I'm told she lived a very long and happy life. And she'd be dead by now just by human lifespans, if I'm doing my math correctly. 
Yes, she was. She lived a long and happy life and never, and loved her children. And she considered Athor one of hers? Roll me a third persuasion <laughs> check. You're you have, don't, That's better. Don't you have expertise in this? Yes, that's a 19. <laughs> I think, okay, so here's what happens. Henrian sort of looks at Euterpe, and after a moment, she sighs, and she gestures to you to sit down. She says, you're going to keep searching, I suppose, until you get the full story, so I may as well tell it to you so that you know to be gentle about it. Iglarion was left with Aethor. He did not want a child, but she was openly acknowledged as his, and so he could not abandon her. So he left her with nursemaids and the like until, until suddenly there wasn't any money anymore because he'd spent it all. That was when he needed someone else to take care of his child, but he didn't want to pay them, couldn't pay them. So he married a human woman. Things being as they are, he did have a child with her. That child was a lion. Aethor's brother in all respects, but unable to inherit a title. And she was eldest anyway, so it was hers, although he would have been lord if he'd been full elf. They loved their mother very much, and she lived a long and happy life and had no complaints, despite Eglarion's being. Eglarion gave Elion his last name and nothing else. He would acknowledge a full elf child. Not that he had much more to give, nor that he was very useful in any other regard. How he seemed happy to spend his money last night. How is he? Yes, um, appearances must be kept, and Aethor gives him an allowance. Oh good, I drank on her time! Sorry, this is a somber moment, I just, I think I'm winning. Oh my god! Trust me, you're not. I mean, I'm not gonna do it again. And he was bad, but... Oh! (laughs) No, never ever again in my presence mention any... (laughs) I think we're done. (laughs) I think the conversation has ended. I'm going to return to my research. Please! Go think about your life. <laughs> think about your choices. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. I know you don't approve of my recent actions. I can understand Aethor being a polarizing figure. It's not anything that is new to me. Your feelings regarding her are not wholly surprising. I understand them. However, I... You are far... Above Iglarian. I mean, yes, I know that. <laughs> and I'd never like to see him get anything he wants. Noted. There was one time when I wished to attend um, a academy within Shadal, which requires for half-elf a full-elf sponsor, and Aethor made him sponsor me. He hated it. It was wonderful. That's why we stay here. <laughs> So she enjoys tormenting him. Aethor adored Elion. She still does, though it's been a long time. I believe she will never forgive Aglarian, nor should she ever forgive Aglarian for what he did, for how he treated him. I, I can understand that, even if 
I still hate Aethor. <laughs> Like I said, she's a polarizing figure. Now, I really do have to get yes, back to yes. research or possibly go and just dunk my head in ice-cold <laughs> water to s just get rid of any traces of... Uh, <laughs> have a nice day. Make, if you were religious, I would say go pray or something. I mean, a little bit, but not like Kirtor means more religious than like most people but like not really mostly i just yell at the gods when they make my life annoying down yourself in cold water and repent <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm going okay mm -hmm. conversation <laughs> over as she leaves and that's where we're gonna end the session unless any of you have anything you want to do last minute here before we end no. um i mean i was i don't want to take up more time so i can do it next session i guess yeah could we have a bit of downtime at the beginning yeah. of the next session yeah for sure all right, so we're going to end there, guys. Could you tell how exhausted we all were this session? At least two of us had just finished finals when this was recorded, and our brains were fried. Thank you so much for listening. We put a lot of time and effort into this, and it means a lot to be able to share that with you. If you're having as much fun with this as we are, even when we're exhausted, please let us know. As always, we're on Instagram, standard underscore heroes, where you can see what themed food we ate each session. We're also getting better at Twitter every week, at your underscore standard. Thanks to y'all reaching out to us there. And our Facebook page, Your Standard Heroes, is just another great place to reach out to us. All of that information, as well as character art and more information about us as people and players, can be found on our website, yourstandardheroes.com. If you want to support the podcast, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes. We would especially appreciate any comments or reviews if you're feeling up to that. But as always, the most important thing to us is just that we get to share our adventure with you. Thank you again, and we'll talk again next week.